I'm Arya Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. The first round of the WNBA playoffs just ended and we got two exciting games to discuss. our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over on windsider.com remember downloading the episode makes our stats look better and allows us to continue doing this important work want to sponsor an episode hit us up email us at info at windsider.com rachel two great games tonight this was, you know Oh, God. Felt like Hanukkah morning for me. Probably what Christmas morning feels like for you. Uh, it was just two great games. Just like amazing. How are you doing? Are you as amped up as I am right now? I am. And these are the nights I'm so thankful that I'm like one of the seven people that are on mountain time because <laughs> it's like it's like 1030 right now. And you, all y'all out east, like I'm like, OK, I can still kind of come down from this, like give it an hour and come down and like go to bed at a decent hour. But my God, like I was excited about tonight. I, th- I felt like we would have one game that really was like this really nail biting, potentially overtime type of scenario. It happened to be the complete opposite game in which I predicted. <laughs> Um, but I will say you and I both predicted the winners that we ended up seeing tonight, but I, um, a lot of drama, like my heart is still racing, I'm completely yeah. racing right now. It was, oh my God, just ridiculous <laughs> games. Uh, I had some fun joshing with you on, uh, on social, but, uh, let's, let's start it off with a fan question and then hop into the sky wings game. It's been a common theme. Everyone wants to talk about it. How fair is single elimination in the playoffs? Man. I'm I feel like we probably feel the same where it's like if you're the seven eight seed, like, sorry, you almost shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Like we're you know, what I mean, like more than half the league makes it. So I'm fine with the bottom teams. I'm not okay with the three four seed. I think that should be best of three minimum. What do you think? I agree. I'm okay with the night like tonight being what it is. I mean, look look at what we're all doing, right? We're all riding high trying to like come down from you know this this high high stakes game the um it is single single elimination but i'm not okay with the second round being single elimination i think that's going to bring up a ton of discussion between now and and sunday but you know i would love for it to be a little more one three and then we progress onto the semis and the finals um but I, I i don't mind the first round being single i mean at the end of the day you have to understand you know it's a, it's a condensed schedule, you know, and, and whether it's an Olympic year, whether it's a world cup year, it seems like literally every, every year is some sort of shortened year already on top of an already shortened schedule. So, you know, I, you, it's it's a little bit of give and take. I think it's that second round in my opinion, that should be extended. Oh yeah. And I mean, the other thing also is if you do a series in the first round, no one really talks about this, like a best of three, best of three, and then five and five. Yeah, you're probably I, I don't have, I can't think of the numbers like my math. It's too late for math. right now. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're playing almost like an extra third of a season. Yeah. 
if you oh, go sure. from the first round to the finals, which obviously, you know, percentage wise are not odds are not in your favor. Whatever. That's our thoughts. Let's talk about this sky wings game wings lose in Chicago 64 81. First half was just completely dominant by the sky 15 point lead at the half. Candace Parker, Clea Copper just going off running, looking amazing. That second half, the score just dwindled in the third quarter. What, like what what was your thoughts on this game? Because at one point it looked like it was going to be a blowout. It did. And I mean, it, but we, 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 you always had this feeling of like, and I told you headed into this game, I felt like this could be a potential overtime game. I really felt like, you know, if the wings were hitting shots and they were feeling themselves, if Chicago's not defending, this could be a game that comes down to single possessions late in the game. And we end up seeing ourselves in overtime with a potential last second shot. I think I even predicted that you predicted sky. OT. Sky yeah, by I three. predicted the sky would win in overtime. You know, I think I gave Dallas a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it, a little bit too much credit um, for what they can do. And, and, and I have to say, you know, Chicago looked like a poised veteran team. Uh, that first half that first half <laughs> first half yeah for sure Dallas you know you're 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 not in your home gym you're not making shots you know they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn it felt like and then it's like you know you you regroup a little bit from from halftime Chicago comes out flat as hell I mean completely just like got punched in the face and credit to Dallas you know they came out after half they responded um, you know, they were able to outscore Chicago 21 to 11 in that third quarter, which was great, really cut into the lead. But I, at the end of the day, you're looking at two two polar opposite franchises. I mean, Chicago is a veteran team, veteran leadership. They've been in this situation before. They know what it takes to win in a playoff. They know what it takes to win in a single elimination game. Dallas, yes, as much uh, star power as this team has, and as much as we are excited about them in the future, you know, it, it just, they, they run out, they ran out of gas, um, you know, end up Chicago wins 81 to 64. I really thought it would be a little bit closer, but at the end of the day, it Dallas, felt closer. It felt closer. It did. And, and Dallas, Dallas struggled a little bit offensively. I mean, you know, but, but at the same time now Chicago, you know, only shot 45% from the field and 19% from the three point line, which is a little bit uncharacteristic for them. Um, you know, it, it's not like it's not like Chicago came out hitting everything um, or, you know, just it was so offensively, you know, ridiculous. Now, I, I have to tip my hat to Kalia Copper. I mean, just the steady who, who would have thought, you know, three or four years ago, we would be talking about Kalia Copper in the way that we are and the consistency that she brings um, and just just a, the, 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 the matchup nightmare that Copper is finishes the game 10 of 14 from the field. Um, I think she was the leading scorer in the game, 23 points. I mean, Copper was definitely most viable player in the game and really that steady force. It's not like, you know, Candace Parker struggled offensively five for 15. She even talked about it post game. Like I, I've got to be able to, to, to be better in certain areas. Now she did have 15 rebounds. That's incredible. You know, Chicago and seven assists for sure. Yeah. And that's what, that's what makes a player like Candace Parker. So great. Like, yeah, you may not be hitting shots, but the things she brings um, to her team uh, just, just across the board. And I, and I really felt like this was a game where the team that showed up and would defend because we we're not talking about two defensive powerhouses here in either of these teams, but you know, Chicago, it was very clear in that first half that there was a complete buy-in, a concerted effort to really um, focus on the defensive end of the floor. And and they made Dallas take a lot of shots, a lot of jump shots they didn't want to take early. It was like a lot of like 
one pass and jack it up, one pass and jack it up. And so you have to credit Chicago, what they were able to do, setting the tone in that game. And then on the flip side, you know, they made shots, enough shots to be able to pull that lead out. Um, but I just, you know, Chicago was just the better team and, and they should be, I mean, you know, had Dallas come in here and, and pulled out this win tonight, I mean, it would be a complete deflation to Chicago and the expectation that this team has. I mean, you know, a lot of people feel like they shouldn't even be in this situation right now, the single elimination game, first round of the playoffs, you know. So um, Chicago took care of business, flat out. They did. Yeah, they they played amazing. Shout out. I mean, and honestly, hearing you talk about Khalil like that just made me think back to when she came to Chicago from D.C., uh, in the Elena Deladon trade and just thinking about how, you know, how that transpired and, and what that meant for Chicago now, like not a horrible move. I mean, looking well, and honestly, a lot of people questioned that a lot of yeah. people were like, what is going on here? We don't see this. They questioned that move and her validity to this team. So shout out to, Amber you know, Stops. the Amber Stoxes <laughs> of the world who had that vision at that time. I, 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 I'm just going to be honest. I spoke with her actually the other day on the phone and, and we were talking about Clea Copper in particular. And, and, and she was talking about these exact same things. She's like, she's doing all the things I envisioned her being able to do. And, and I think that's amazing. And, and kudos to, to Copper because she deserves every, every bit of the, the flowers that have been given to her, the all-star nod. I mean, she has just been the steady force for the Sky Team all year long. Yeah. And, and I got to say, like the people who are stepping up, yes, they are names that if you follow the WNBA, you know, but to see these players step up under the lights of the playoffs is just amazing. Um, you know, the 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 postgame press conference with James Wade, he talked about box, box outs and second chance points were what we knew were going to be the deciding factor. The team looked calm. And never panicked. And I thought that really stood out. Sure. This was a different Chicago Sky team than we've seen in the past. And I, I often, you know, compare the Chicago Sky team, not in gameplay style, but to the Connecticut Sun of a few years ago when they we kept seeing them make the playoffs and trip up in the same way, in the same way. And then finally, there was one season where they really broke through. And I, I, the season where they went and lost in the finals. Uh, to the Mystics, yeah. but that's kind of, you know, what I, for the Chicago sky, like, yeah, they had a disappointing season. I don't care about the regular season with them anymore. I know that they can make their way into the playoffs. I want to see what they can do in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like that's where it really matters. The crazy thing also about this game before we move on to the next game is there was three players on the Chicago sky who used to be on the Dallas wings. Oh yeah. Yeah. Little storyline here, yep. That, that's just like a funny, interesting aspect to see Azrae Stevens go there. Granted, you know, didn't have the greatest game for her, uh, but to see that come over, it a stew also and Dana Evans. Um, it, it just it's interesting to see how many talented, good players uh, were on Dallas. Honestly, like I've just so many questions on the Dallas side, though, <laughs> like the rotations, Bella, like so many different aspects yeah. of it yeah. are just all out confusing, but I think a a huge thing that we got to talk about going into the game though, was Marina Mabry, right? Like we spoke about, she kind of being an X factor, her and Satu Sabli, Satu stepped up big, obviously was in pain. So you got to give her credit there, but Marina one for eight, one for four from three points, you know, a a plus minus of negative 14 and only three points on the game is disappointing. That's not going to get it done, but 
I think at the end of the day, if you're Dallas, you're happy. Now these players have playoff experience. I think they're like the least experienced yeah. playoff team ever or something like that. <laughs> Very well could be. I mean, I, I don't know those stats, but I agree. I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I don't think that Dallas walked into this game subconsciously thinking like, Hey, we're just, we're, we're, we're glad to be here. Um, you know, you kind of worry about that a little bit. I think, you know, I think that, I think that I, there was effort shown, but this is just such an unexperienced, inexperienced, I apologize. It's late, you know, inexperienced <laughs> franchise. So, you know, that the effort, the efforts there, it's just, how are we channeling that effort? How are we being efficient on both ends of the floor? And it just, it wasn't going to happen. Um, and I, and I, again, I would have been completely shocked if it did. And I think with Mabry in particular, you know, that's a player who, um, you know, I, I would have expected a little bit more from, you know, and honestly only played 17 minutes, um, you know, one for eight and, and not that like, even if she ends up going four for eight, you know, it's a different outcome. I still think it's the same outcome of this game. Um, but, but you know, this Dallas wings team, I think to, to, to be where they're at right now is, is, is a positive. It's a step in the right direction. This is an experience. This is, um, um, a stepping stone of where this franchise wants to go. You can't, you know, you can't really be too critical on them. I think it's fair to question rotational things and we can talk about that till the cows come home on the off season. But, um, you know, the, the Chicago sky should have won this game tonight. Like I said, it just goes back to, they should have taken care of business and they did. Yeah, no, totally. Like there, there's lots of questions to ask, but I agree with you. Uh, one more fan question regarding this game, looking forward, or I guess looking forward for the Chicago sky, should James Wade give Dana Evans more minutes over Diamond to Shields if Diamond continues Ooh. to struggle? So my thing about that is yes and no, because Diamond gives you so many, like, I think you and I both agree and get extremely frustrated by Diamond to Shields just because of how much potential we see in her and how much expectations we have for her and just not living up to it, in our opinion, mm -hmm. which, you know, criticize us for that, fine. Uh, maybe you want to add to that. But what I will say is just like, body wise right the height the size the athleticism i i'm a big dana evans fan i just don't see dana Ev yes like the, the mo and the speed and all of that but like i just don't see dana evans ability to necessarily you know impact the same position basically. yeah no and no, i think that's exactly right i don't see them as the same type of um, position right so like like I'm a huge Dana Evans fan I've had a chance to watch her since she was like literally in junior high um what she was able to do at Louisville and I think honestly you know her her seven minutes tonight were super productive I mean she was super efficient had some really effective blockouts one of them was actually called a foul I completely disagreed on so I think Dana <laughs> came in and gave some really good minutes and 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 it's still a little bit to be determined, right? The impact she can make on this league. It's, it's, she's, she's, she's become a part of a veteran team that um, has a lot of depth at her specific position. So um, it's not a knock particularly on um, Evans and her ability and what she could be in this league. I honestly, I think she has a very long pro career ahead of her. Um, now diamond to shields. I, I just have them in com two completely different categories. You know, I think that, um, Diamond to Shields has a level of athleticism and, and, and capability of things that no one else in this league can do, you know, and, and we like there's this like extra level that you keep sitting here thinking like, all right, she's is she going to reach that? And then it doesn't necessarily happen for whatever reason, whether it's an injury or you leave the bubble or, you know, things are going on. So, you know, it's kind of like we're waiting here 
hoping and, and waiting to see Diamond reach that extra level. Like she's already been in the league for a few years. Um, and so, you know, to see her struggle a little bit offensively, you know, is one thing, but to also know what she's already proven she can do in this league, you know, I think is what makes it even more difficult because you're comparing the two. Um, so long story short, sorry, I'm long winded. I, I see them in completely <laughs> two fun. different lights. Um, I, I think that Dana Evans has a really big future. I would love to see her get more minutes. She was super effective tonight in a high stakes playoff game. And you have to tip your hat to that diamond to shields. You know, you've been in the league for a few years and, and, you know, you, you've struggled a lot offensively. There was like a, there was a putback and and some things that happened. And it was like, you know, there's just a certain play where you're like, man, like that, that was, that, that should be so easy for you. Like what happened there and that specific play. And, and I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Um, but I think, I think that, you know, you just, you, we got to wait and see, you know, I think that, um, I just don't think that we can be talking about specific minutes when they're coming from kind of different positions that are already pretty deep with the Chicago side team. Moving on to the next game, Phoenix Mercury took on the New York Liberty in your old stomping grounds. But what I want to yes. say before we get into this oh is, no, 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 I'm not even going to throw you under the bus just yet. But can I just say how amazing having the camera angle behind the team benches was today? You see the players more interactive with the players on the court, the players on the bench. You see the coaches more. I'm j- I just hope that they only do that camera angle moving <laughs> forward. It's probably like an arena thing, whatever. So, Rachel, you yeah. used to coach here. Did you know Sophie Cunningham was going to shoot lights out? My God. No, did not. Did not. But I'll tell you what. Anyone who follows the SEC as closely as I do is not surprised to see her kind of, in my opinion, kind of have this like coming out game, you know, and like it's the most true Sophie Cunningham fashion to do it in a game like this. The most high stakes, um, high trash talking, kind of physical, like just absolute like just slugfest and like that's just like her love language you know and so to see sophie cunningham come out and just play the way she was able to play tonight my god i did not expect it you know you're you know you expect sophie to come in and maybe hit a couple shots and you know you're proud of her for contributing i'm a big sophie cunningham fan because again i followed her for so many years but my god i mean mvp of the game mvp of the game period period i mean sophie cunningham led this team if Sophie Cunningham doesn't have the game she has they don't win this game and no one would have predicted that and and that's the beauty of this you know like like Griner only has eight eight shot attempts literally had not one in 40 sh- minutes in 40 minutes had did not have one shot attempt in that fourth quarter which in my mind is just is just it blows my it blows who, my mind who do you put that on Rachel, who do you put that on the on Sandy? I mean, not to like name names, but do you put well, that on the coach or do you put that on the players for not being aware enough? Well, it's obvious that, you know, New York made a very concerted effort to one push Griner off the block for the entire night. She was posting 10 to 12 feet off the block, which she can sometimes do that at times. But when when she wants to and, and when the defense is 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 lax, you know, she's able to get position a lot closer to the basket as a post player. You're wanting to get two feet in the paint. So I think that New York did a really good job of kind of pushing her outside the block. But I felt like Phoenix had the distinct advantage in the paint. New York does not have a true center. And and I really was like, Griner's going to go off. Um, 
Now, yeah, we talked about that. Before. Yeah, that's that's not a knock on Howard. I think Natasha Howard's a great player, but we're not. I'm talking a true center, right? Like the the, the rim protective type of centers, and so you know you really need that to be successful in this league. And I think that's something that New York's lacks it laxes laxes. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think that I think that I think that it can go a lot of ways. I, I don't. I don't want to sit here and just say I felt like Griner disappeared because I really do think that New York was throwing the kitchen sink at her. Every time she got the ball in her hands, there was that double was coming. And but she- well, what all I want to say is that like, well, it honestly, I'm defending Brittany in this because yeah. she, the granted, she only got eight shots off. I think if I was her, if I was coach, whatever, I would have said, you got to take a couple more. I mean, I don't even care if they're bad shots, hook shots from the three point line. I don't care. PG can do that. But my point is more so honestly, like early on in the game, this team not like early on, they were hitting her with that double, sometimes triple teams. She was finding the open person for open shots and they just were not falling. We were texting about this during the game. Shea Petty goes two for 14, 0 for eight from three, Mm -hmm. right? Skylar Diggins Smith was eight for 18 in the game, four for 10. And at one point shooting together, uh, I believe they were what, like two of 16 for three. Petty and Skylar Diggins-Smith. And, like, that's what the bigger issue is. I mean, Brittany Griner ends with 16 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. If if half her team is shooting, like, typical percentages, heck, even bad night percentage, typical bad night percentages, she's talking about a triple-double. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and outside of Cunningham, you know, who finishes 6 for 7 from the three-point line, has a career career (laughs) night in the league, or from from three-point line, like, you know, the, the... the, the being able to knock down open shots and just create a little more space, right? Because teams are going to focus in on Griner. If she's going to catch that ball, they're going to be right there. And say say Cunningham's not in the game. Say Cunningham finishes one for seven. It's just going to be even more suffocating. And so basically defenses are sitting there saying, all right, what are we going to do? We're, we're either going to focus in on Griner or we're gonna we're gonna be able to defend on the perimeter a little bit more, and of course, of course, you're gonna you're gonna focus on Griner because that's an MVP caliber candidate at this point, who is the backbone of this team and the dominant player of this team right now. Um, and so, outside of Cunningham, there weren't a lot of shots that were knocked down outside. So I think that like the defense continued to suffocate in on her, and they looked at Cunningham kind of like, all right, this is this is a little bit of fool's gold. We're gonna keep we're going to keep challenging it as best as we can, but we're not going to sell at the farm to go fly out on Cunningham and leave Griner open. Um, and that's what makes what Sophie did tonight that, that much more important because she really challenged that defense to um, make a decision, you know? And, and I, so I don't, I don't look at what Griner's shot attempts or, you know, whatever that might be as a reflection of like her. I don't, I think it was New York's game plan was to keep the ball out of her hands and, and we're going to make, people we're gonna make someone else knock down shots and tonight it happened to be sophie cunningham and um it was it was just enough it was just enough and an absolute crazy crazy game that no one could have predicted oh i mean it was a complete slugfest like you said i mean phoenix could not buy a basket the whole first half third quarter they go off start to make it a little bit more of a game that fourth quarter though you know that fourth quarter I, I think i tweeted this out it was it was like Diana Taurasi who this is just how the Phoenix Mercury play, right? Like the Phoenix Mercury are playing in a playoff game. It's going to be a last second shot. Um, Just how exciting. I mean, and, and then the confidence. Okay. So just to run it down, obviously everyone watched the game or saw the last minute, right? Key and nurse or so. What was it? 
First, Skylar Diggins-Smith hits a game-tying shot. Then Sophie Cunningham takes a, a shot for the lead. Then Kia Nurse misses just a horribly bad shot uh, to kind of end their last possession. Uh, Benajah Laney takes the ball up. They do not call a timeout as time is expiring. Yeah. And she just pulls up a three, nails it cold-blooded. Yeah. Four seconds left and the foul. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the foul? Uh, I don't call that if I'm a ref. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I was, I'm so focused on Benajah Laney and just, I'm very happy for her. You know, this is, this has been a year where like we came out and it was like, guns ablazing about Laney and then you know New York has just been you know the growing pains of a franchise that's turning it around you know like and then for her to come out and compete at the level that she she did tonight and make the shots that she did like I'm just very happy for Laney and I'm a huge fan and like just cold-blooded like you said but that call I don't know I don't know right when you have a game when you have a game going this like the refs need to understand that type of a battle that's going on it's you just, gotta let them keep playing i was i was really i really it felt like an overtime game you know it, you can't let that you can't let the game end on that yeah, right you you it really felt it wasn't so at least i have not i've only i watched it in real time um just myself and i'm thinking we're going to overtime right and like i i just really turner has to in, miss my, most. in my mind i'm like we're going overtime you know and i just for that call, it was in my mind. It felt late. Maybe it felt late because I had already decided we were going to overtime. Um, I just, I just felt like, I just felt like, I don't know. It was a little bit ticky tack in that moment. Um, but again, I have not seen it twice. I haven't looked over it. I, I don't know if it was truly a foul or not. Props to Turner for being able to knock down one or two. Um, but man, I it just you know from a fan's perspective and from an excitement perspective, it, it, this felt like an overtime game, and like you just didn't want it to end. You just I didn't want it to end. I want I, I could I could just I could have watched that game a thousand times over and been as excited as as I was. But yeah, I I, I kind of wish it would have been decided in OT. It's funny because like in both games, you can make the argument for the series and for not the series in this round, right? Like. With the Chicago Sky game, you're like, oh, they blew him out. That shouldn't have been a series, right? But then on the other hand, you're like, yeah, well, they should get a second chance. So this game, it's like, it's so exciting. Mm -hmm. That's why you have a one and done. But then on the other hand, uh, interesting aspect that I don't know if you noticed, but forgot to bring it up before. Kia Nurse takes that horrible shot, <laughs> and which, which gives New York the ball. Obviously, shot clock's running down. I would have thrown it down to BG. Just let her throw something up, try and get fouled, take up a little bit more time. Maybe she gets her own rebound. But so she takes that horrible shot and then goes under the pick on Benajah Laney when they need the three ball to tie it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that's just. I mean, I literally wrote an entire piece earlier this year for Just Women's Sports about why you can't go under screens on Laney. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and i think i think i, I saw uh chantel jennings or i i could be i could be naming completely wrong person i apologize chantel but who literally said like you can't go under screens on laney my god you know and and just how far just laney's evolution has come um but yeah no i mean that's it's a good observation i mean it happened but but that's a credit to laney and just the cold-bloodedness and um the moment that she seized and it's just um Again, I mean, at the end of the day, the two teams who were expected to win these games won. <laughs> um, I just, 
I'm 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 probably more impressed with the fight in New York um, and some of these individual players than I probably was maybe heading into it just because of what the last month and a half has been. So it is a little bit encouraging. I'm not trying to hand out like, um, you know, participation, participation awards, awards, you know, but I, it was the New York, New York, they didn't roll over, you know, they didn't, they didn't not roll over. So even though they're the worst team, when even though they barely, they literally were handed a playoff spot and won just enough. And side note, I don't know if you saw this on social media, but the Liberty players who were just like becoming fangirls for the wings because the wings had to win for them to get in, uh, was some of my favorite stuff. Like, horrible photoshop jobs from jasmine <laughs> jones or whatever no like look if you're the liberty you're excited because of hopefully next season you have howard for the whole season laney for the whole sure. season wick a healthy wickham a healthy sabrina sure you know can you get back rebecca allen okay but at least you have michaela on um you got Didi richardson jet like you have a great core and where you're going um rebecca I'm, allen I'm, was really good tonight oh she's getting paid this offseason unrestricted free agent She's getting she, paid. Not even tonight. Yeah, like like just this year. My God. Like, yeah, Rebecca Allen, like, not talked about enough for what this team is. Just to uh just to make clear, I want to remind everyone we predicted these games for the Chicago Sky and the <laughs> Dallas Wings. We both said Chicago Sky would win. I said nine points. You said OT by three, so I win that round. Damn it. Uh and then in this one, ooh, you win. We both predicted the Mercury to win. I tried to uh, prices right you. You said ten. <laughs> I said eleven. It's a one point win. Therefore, all right, we're one. And, we're one and one. One and one. Don't forget this. All right, next round is on Sunday, middle of the day. We got a matinee. Chicago Sky versus Minnesota Lynx in a Midtown massacre. Midtown midday <laughs> showdown. Well, it might be. I don't know. It's going to be a battle, right? You got hella storylines there. Sylvia Fowles used to be on Chicago Sky. James Wade used to be on the Minnesota Lynx. Love it. Cheryl Reeve loves playing her old co- her old uh, coaching staff. Um, I'm sure there's some other players who have gone back and forth at some point. And then we got Phoenix Mercury, Seattle Storm, Sue and Diana. Diana's obviously going to play, right? I mean, you got to think. You got to hope. You know, questionable up until like five minutes before the game. So um, there's no way. There's no way those two aren't playing each other. No way. See, I mean, there's... There's a whole lot to talk about with those. Uh, I'm just thankful that I get like, you know, 48 hours to catch my breath before that. Um, but yeah, like it's just crazy. And then this is this is the round where like the 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 additional single elimination just feels bizarre to me. Like I can handle it for one round, but now this one, it's like I I I'm gonna have to really think about these picks. I'm gonna have to really have really think about what could go down this day because. Um, I think this should be a three a three game series. Well, I mean, everyone always likes to talk business, 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 right? They need to make money. You're telling me Diana Taurasi versus Sue Bird isn't going to make you money. You're telling me sure. uh, Sylvia the the history of Sylvia Fowles versus Candace Parker now facing off mm. in this like there are so many storylines here. I mean, yeah, come on, yeah, come on, yeah. Um, well, all right, Rachel. Ne- next podcast, I'll make you make some predictions. Yeah, I'm not That's ready for, for it now. now. My heart is yeah. still my heart. My heart's just pounding. So, reminder that Windsider is your one-stop shop for all your WNBA news and conversation. But we can't do it without your help. Become a subscriber at Patreon.com/backslash Windsider.